What's going on, HVAC crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D with Ryan and Dennis. We once again have a guest on the show. We keep racking them up, and we've had a lot of good conversations the last few weeks. So uh, let's get to this next one. Let's get it going. Yeah, come on. said we got another guest here tonight um been listening to this guy for a little bit uh you know i've dabbled in some hvac podcasts before me and ryan started the show so i've went around the block a few times listened to a lot of guys and uh i think it's pretty cool that we're gonna have him on the show tonight so uh without further ado let's bring on hvac uncensored mess your last name up man me and ryan were trying to figure it out uh, what you got it's all good what's up fellas thanks for having me on man i, I appreciate this um the yeah the last name it's kv like with a c it, it's funny people mess up KV. yeah so just just kv <laughs> I, I get carvey caillou people adding letters but it's all good well sweet man what you uh what you got going on tonight appreciate you coming on the show yeah, man, I appreciate you guys having me. I like being a guest sometimes. I don't have to edit. I can just talk because I got a big mouth. I'm good at that, so I can just talk. I don't <laughs> right. to stuff and watch screens. This is great. Well, speaking of that, so I do the editing on this side. Uh, what do you think about editing a podcast? Does it take you a little bit? I know you got video too, but yeah, it it's a little bit different. It, it's definitely different, man, especially like a lot of people don't realize. Like We're all HVAC guys and do things in the trade like i was never an audio engineer i was never a film guy to be honest i i taught myself five years ago when i started podcasting <laughs> there wasn't that many right? <laughs> i watched a shit ton of youtube videos and if you listen to some of my oh, yeah. podcasts they were atrocious it sounded like i was talking into like a, a tin can but you just you learn as you go um so oh yeah it's gotten better it used to be rough where i'd be up you know, I would do a little bit throughout the week and then Sunday night because mine's always always went out Wednesday. I mean, um, Monday morning, which it still does. And I'd be up to like three o'clock in the morning having to go to work the next day. Like, I just got it done. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> thank God that's because uh, it's just me. And it's funny. People are like, Gil, since you've grown, why don't you hire a team? And I'm like, oh, I don't want whatever. I mean, I don't know. Maybe down the road. I don't really worry about that. I don't want to work with other people. <laughs> Yeah, see, I started with a team. 
I just got Ryden. Yes. Ryden's the uh, Ryden's crushing on the uh, social media side because I feel like you got to have that too, right? You yeah. Sprinkle that in. I mean, and you guys do good. We're 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 getting there. Yeah. I mean, I've had some people go, "Man, who runs y'all's uh, social media channel?" I'm like, uh, "That's that's Ryden. That's just Ryden. It's like no. we don't have ten guys on that side. We we work too, right? This is on the side for us." Um. So, uh, yeah, Ryden does a good job. I try to throw stuff in there as I come across, but, you know, I'm always trying to plan the perfect post, and you just can't do that. Dennis is uh, Dennis is good for coming through with a great reel in the clutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't have stuff every, all day, every day, you know. I just keep forgetting. Well, see, he gets to do the cool stuff like build training systems and take cool videos of them. I don't get to do that. I run around with my pen and cell phone and pencil and burn gas all day and hope people buy stuff. <laughs> right. That's fine. Yeah. You got to have that. Yeah. Cause I see you guys on Instagram. I mean, your, your stuff is good and, and that's almost a full-time job. And now I do it by myself. So that's awesome that you guys do that and you, um, you know, and you kind of, you break it up and you both have your separate roles. Cause that's why I always respect people that do these podcasts because people, once you start to do them and a lot of people who listen, don't understand the work it takes behind the scenes to make these things happen. Like you guys said, you have full-time jobs and then you choose to do all this. And, you know, it's not like we're getting rich off of this. We do it because we're trying to help people. You know what I mean? Right. It's so yeah. touche guys. It's awesome what you're doing, man. And I've, I went back and listened to some of your last shows and I think you guys are doing a really good job. Thanks. Well, cool. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. We've, uh, I try to catch yours in the morning. I go to the gym pretty early, and um, I think right, bef right before we had uh, Keith uh, HVAC got on here, I was listening to him on your show. And um, man, you could you could record like a a two hour deal every day with him. Man, he crushes it on, on oh, these yeah. podcasts. Yeah, Keith's the man. He gets excited. He gets excited for sure. Yeah, it's good. So. I, you know, you listen to our show, so we like to get it started. Um, of course, it's nine o'clock here where I'm at. I guess it's about that time where you're at. But you're you're in Baltimore, uh, right, Gil? Yeah, somewhere right, close. Right, yeah, right outside of Baltimore. It's like okay. Olympic. Oh, okay. By the airport. So we like to get it started with a little, a little, little drink. You know, it doesn't have to be alcohol. Whatever you choose. Um, so what are you what are you bringing on the show? What are you drinking on tonight? Well, it's funny you say that because I had this, uh, I am Irish and obviously with, uh, St. Patrick's day coming up, I have this Irish whiskey that I was given, um, nice mixed with a, I put a little bit of soda in it, uh, like just Coke. I just mixed it a little bit, but I'm one of my employees gave me, it's this, uh, you guys can see it in some of my other videos. One of those like second amendment cups where it's got like the bullet inside the glass. Nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and it's it's pretty sweet. So I'm I'm drinking inside of that. So I'm gonna sleep good tonight. Nice. <laughs> All right. I should, Gil, I should have had you lead us in the pledge. Right. Oh yeah. It, it's funny that you know I, I started doing that obviously just being you know patriotic, uh, former military stuff like that, and um, it's just uh, that's something that really sticks out. And I'm actually I'm actually glad that that people notice that that it, that, that it sticks out because that was the intention. Yeah, I like that. That's a good touch on that show for real. Well, I don't want to back. I don't want to come behind that drinking what I'm drinking. Maybe riding's got something a little better. So, <laughs> so I talked about it last week because um, I felt 
like I came to the show with nothing. So I made sure I came back a little stronger this week. Uh, so I did open up the whistle pig, uh, roadstock rye. Oh, and okay. it is tasty. Mm. Nice. And it also, I, have, I still haven't tried the rise out. I'll tell you, it's got the coolest freaking bottle stopper that I've seen in forever because it's actually a little rubber tire on the outside of the cork. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Well, I am drinking a Mick Ultra, so let's just get the show started here. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, I'm chasing. I'm chasing with a hitchhiker. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I went over my little mini fridge, and I'm like, man, I gotta find me a good craft beer for tonight. And there's nothing in there but Mick Ultras. It's struggling. So it's better than nothing. It could be worse. It's better. Yeah, it could be water, right? Yeah. So. All right, so, you know, I don't, I don't know if. Uh, I haven't went back right on your shows. You may have talked about this, but um, how did you get started in this industry? And uh, you know, where are you at now? What do you what do you got going on other than podcasting? Yeah, of course. Oh, hey, good time. Yeah, pop a top again. There you go. Um, <laughs> so uh, yes, yeah, so I'm second generation. My my father did this. Um, you know, I got out. I was an athlete, thought I was going to play sports. That didn't work out. Um, did my, you know, military stint, got out, still didn't know anything. And um, my dad said, come work for me. Started out doing all the industrial commercial stuff, uh, refrigeration, kitchen equipment. Um, and then I okay. eventually, I somehow just backed my way in to residential, to be honest. And I know some people don't like certain parts, but I kind of fell in love with it because I'm just that that giver kind of guy. I like to help people, and I just started building the relationship with those homeowners. Um, so I, I got into that, started working my way up, and um, I got to a company where I started working my way up the, the ranks. Got good at selling and sales. Um, you know, I had you know three plus million dollar years in sales. I got into management, um, and I was okay. I was gonna stay at that place, and um, other opportunities arose, and. Uh, I'm actually glad because where I was at, I learned a lot from the owner that was there. It was really, really good. Uh, but I was starting to lose my passion for the industry. I was kind of getting burnt out. And um, and then I was approached by a friend of mine, Ryan, who is the owner of the company I work for now, Beltway Air Conditioning and Heating. And, um, you know, I took a little bit less money in the beginning to come here, but it's the best decision that I've ever made. Uh, we have an awesome company here, the atmosphere, the culture, the people, um, it just, it, it really got my passion back and, uh, just doing things different. It, it's just awesome to want to, want to go to work every day, uh, and stuff like that. And just being able to give back and, and help people. So, um, it's been a long journey. You know, I busted my ass and sacrificed 20 something years to be able to get to here. But, um, I always say it's kind of full circle. Cause when you're in the field and you want to be management now, I always tell the techs like, you know, you don't work for me. I work for you. If I'm a good manager and I'm running this company properly, um, then I should be providing you guys with everything you need to be successful. Um, right. So, so far, so that's a good way to put that. Yep. You don't hear that much. Yep, it's yeah. True. I always tell them, I try to be the manager that I never had. Right. You know, yeah, I'm I mean, always going to answer the phone. I don't care if it's on the weekend. I, I can't tell you how many times that I'd be working late. It'd be nine, nine thirty at night. I'd be stuck on something trying to call my supervisor or my boss. No answer, no answer. And it might be a dumb question, but it's just, you feel alone. 
Well, you know what? I'm going to answer the phone every fucking time. Oh, I don't know if I can cuss. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. No, okay. you're good. I got a foul angle. That's why it's uncensored. Um, <laughs> That's right. No, you're good, man. Yeah, but um, yeah. every time they call, I'm going to answer. My wife knows it. I don't care if I'm in the middle of dinner or what I'm doing. Hey, I got to take this call. One of my guys needs me. And, you know, and, and they love that. And that's why these guys would go to war for me because they know I'll be behind them every time, you know? Sound a lot like, like our story yeah. on the same side. You know, we... I always say that, you know, I ended up being a TM because I wanted to be the TM that, that my dad and I didn't have because I'm second. I was second generation if I had taken over dad's company, which we're trying to get him to retire. He needs to spend some time with mom. But, uh, yeah. Oh, Cajun Joe just likes turning a wrench. <laughs> Give him that. But, yeah, I mean, same, same here. You know, we, I started with just me and one guy. We built it up pretty big, like you're saying. Um, kind of i mean i was still in the field but you know trying to help grow the company too and and uh just got extremely burnt out holy cow i mean uh then went to work for a, a monster company where i'm like you know one of 40 techs right and a lot of you know you, you talk to a lot of guys that are small and they're they i don't want to say bash those companies right but man you can learn a lot from them not everything they do is just perfect right but um they're not monstrous for you know no, no yeah they didn't reason, get right? they didn't get of, there for all the wrong decisions they made they made them all made plenty along the way but yeah well it's because of the systems and the processes those big boys have in place right and yeah do they have some of those shit bags that go too far and they do the wrong thing yeah because they're revenue hungry but yeah. and you can't right, avoid that it's impossible unfortunately it, it, Exactly. So that's why in a smaller company, when you still have similar processes in place, but you it's small enough that you still have that individual attention. If I see somebody or they see somebody, you know, hey, you got to pull them back a little bit like, hey, yeah, obviously I want you to, to generate revenue. That's all great, but we got to do it the right way. You know what I mean? We can't, right. we can't cross that line. I, I, I will give customers their money back if I think there's anything like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I like to... I. I I couldn't believe working there for, I mean, I was only there about seven months and then I got the job I got now, but, um, the stuff that I saw, you know, these large companies, I'm like, man, we could have implemented that. God, look at what they're doing here. Oh, that's a great idea. Right. Cause they've already, you know, they're not falling on their face every day. Right. They've already figured half of that out. Um, so I try to give back, of course I'm a, I'm tech support, you know, and training. So I'm like you, right. When, <laughs> When my phone rings, it, it, it's not just, you know, at, at first it was, uh, you know, here, call this guy if you got something brand new, this DOA, right? That's kind of how it starts. But I got guys calling me now. They're like, look, man, I'm not, I'm not really working on your brand, but look, man, this is what I got, you know? And I'm like, no, it's all good, man, you know? Because they're small and they don't have, you know, like you said, they, yep. got, they got nobody to call and they're just dead in the water. Um, and they just need a fresh mind. So I feel like, I, I feel like I'm in a spot now too, like you said, where we can kind of give back. Um, of course I just enjoy troubleshooting stuff over the phone. I mean, it, you know, that's awesome. You answer it's, it's, it's as close as I can get, you know, to, to being in the field without being in the field. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, you got to answer, man. That's, that's, I mean, yeah, I get the same call sometimes from the same guy. And I'm like, look, man, I done told you how to wire a heat pump, dude. You got to stop calling. Them. <laughs> Why is it not sticking? Like, what? Yeah. yeah. What is the deal? 
<laughs> and that's funny. But, but the fact that you answer questions on like it's not even like your brand that you rep, like that that says a lot about you because you know most of the guys that I mean I know some good tech support guys like you know I was a carrier guy for a long time I don't sell it as much now but I have a lot of roots with those guys and they're all really good and they would help right. out but most of those people if you say hey man I'm working on a a train and I got this issue not all of them are going to be like oh well check this they're going to be like I don't know what to tell you have a good day click you know well, and I've always yeah. appreciated that Dennis looks at it as, you know, especially if it's someone that's that that is a if it's someone that is a buying customer, then well, usually it, it is, you know, right? and that's yeah. usually those the guys that are asking. You don't have some random guy calling you saying asking for tech support on on another brand, but you know, if it's someone that's a customer of ours, Dennis is going to do everything he can to help them anyway because that's just the right thing for us to do. And you know, luckily we work at a place where you know it's always important that we do the right thing by the customer too. Yeah, I mean, it'll pay off in the end, right? That's right. I mean, um, it's just as easy to do the right thing as it is to not care. Yeah. Well, and I always say tech support guys, right? I feel like I don't know how many, but the ones that didn't come from the field, right? They, I don't I don't see them going down that road, you know? But I, I was there, right? I've been in the crawl space 10 o'clock at night, like, oh, my God. I mean, what the hell is going on here? Um I mean, I was, I was sitting up in the bed the other night at nine o'clock, right? And my phone's going off. Somebody's texting me because that's the other kind of thing now, right? With text can just shoot you, shoot you a text and I'll answer tech calls all day just on a text. Like, you know, shoot me a picture. And I'm like, no, nah, you got to put that wire there, move that over there. And, um, my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, this kid's in this, these, he's asking me about, he, he's running up you know, load program and he's just getting started and he's second guessing himself. And so she's like, God, you just can't put it down. It is what it is. Yeah. I always think it's funny when guys go into supply houses, you know, and especially most of those people have never been techs and the ones that say they were techs, they weren't, or they wouldn't be there. Well, most of them, I, I don't want to say that as a general right. statement, but those guys come in like, Hey, I got to replace this part. You think that's right? Is this what's wrong? And they're like, hey, man, like, I just sell this shit. Like, I, I'm not a tech support guy. Like, that's not what I'm here for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to, um, you know, last couple of years, my company has tried to, uh, so so I handle the stores in, in North Carolina, right? And we got a guy that does Georgia. And we were kind of tasked to go around to the branches and, and create some PowerPoints, you know, maybe 10 slides because when it's busy, right, they can't get away um from the counter but i'll sit on the counter with a guy that's you know most of the time you're right they didn't they didn't come from the field or maybe they just got a taste of it and they're like no nah, i'm good but i'll you know hey yep. i'll run the counter and uh i'll throw the computer up on the counter right and just go through components of a furnace like what's a gas valve what does it do and then we move on to the next thing what's a pressure switch and you know after you know, a couple of times we do that and then we'll go into refrigeration just a little bit. If something sticks, it's good. Right. But eventually it starts kind of putting it all together. Cause at the end of the day, you know, he's, he's never worked on anything. Yep. So, and, and, and it does help. And I try to tell him, Hey, don't try to engage with that tech and, and fix his problem. You know, that's, that's his job. He needs to just give you a model and cereal. Um, but it does help. It does make us look a little better. You know? Yeah. I mean, so I just put this together. So I take you guys work for the same company. Yes. 
Okay, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that at first. I never put that yep. that together. But when <clears> you were talking, I was like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, so Ryden's, uh, Ryden's on the sales side. Um, and, of course, I'm tech support and trainer. So I actually got a training class tomorrow on some mini split stuff. That's that's cool. It'll be fun because I both of your positions actually crossed my path when I was at the last company. I had an offer where I could have done sales at the local carrier, or I also could have got into the tech support side. And I really, really, really thought about it. Like I said, the place I was at, I was kind of losing my passion, so I was very open to options. And not, I, I probably would have loved both of them. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have mattered. But um, yeah. I, I thought about those routes, you know, because you know how it is, you, especially being in the field, your your body, you beat your body up so long. There, there's got to be an end game. That's why I always say to people on yep. my show, like, you got to have an end game. It doesn't matter what it is. Your end game is your end game. Maybe it is own a company, or it's I'm gonna get out by this and go into sales, or I'm gonna do this. But nobody wants to be 50, 60 years old climbing an attics. You know what I mean? Like that's just not a good end game. No, it's not. Yeah. Well, and that goes for, I mean, what, what's your advice on building one up to, uh, you know, if your end game is to sell it, right? Everybody thinks they're going to build these things up and they're going to sell for multi-millions of dollars. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it's a pretty beast of an industry and it, they don't sell for what you think. I think a lot of guys no, are kind of, no, they don't, they kind of miss that. No, but we, we are getting crazy. So, and I have some, some podcasts coming up. So I have, um, Mr. Brandon Dawson from uh, Cardone Ventures. So there's a bunch of, you know, venture capitalists and different companies coming yep. into our industry because they know, Hey, we can't replace them. Um, you know, we can't, we can't do what they do. So we want a piece of what they do. So they're coming yep. in, Hey, we'll give, we'll, we'll buy 30% of your company. You still stay the owner and we'll, We'll tell you what to do to help you grow and, and all that kind of stuff. And some situations, it's good. I've heard of some situations in, in the past that I won't say names, but they were doing the wrong thing. And, and a lot of good people that thought they were accepting help got screwed out of their companies. Um, but yeah. the, the biggest thing to selling companies in is service contracts you know what i mean because yes right service contracts yes. the revenue that comes in because you can do 10 million dollars a year if you only have 100 service contracts you're not going to get dick for your company because you know those service contracts well you only got 100 com 100 that's it. customers that's it. it that's it exactly so that's how they're going to break down your multiplier for what they're going to pay you on your company they're going to take your assets how many vehicles you have do you own your building how much do you own Hundred service contracts. Okay, this is the offer. Versus, if you could probably do five million in revenue, but have two thousand service contracts, and you're going to get more. You're more valuable than that company that does ten million with a hundred service contracts. So, all about the residuals. Right. Yeah. Right. So that. So I had a contractor call me the other day because um, it's funny you said that. We'll see what you think about this. Um, he called me and said, "Look, man, we're in that time of year." Now this guy's small. Um, he's got it's it's him and three other guys, right? He's got a little install crew and uh, him and a guy run service, and they do they're pretty heavy on new construction. But he's trying to get get you know get the service side going and change outs. And um, he was asking me, he's like, man, on these service contracts, like you know when it comes to AC side, he said I got to get going on them, but you know this weather sucks and. 
He's like, how do you approach that going up to a system? And I need to get through it, right? Because at some point, he's going to have so many where he just kind of does them year-round, right? There is no spring, get them all done, fall, get them all done. I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, it gets a little hairy there. Well, yeah, to be honest, you you shouldn't even call them, and and I I got caught up in it, you shouldn't even call them spring and fall maintenances. You know, you should call them to maintenance visits, to safety checks, um, and you do them when you need to do them. Obviously, provide the customer, you know, whatever you're supposed to be giving them. And are you going to do most of them in the spring and the fall? Yeah, for the most of the time. But you fill that into the schedule whenever you need, you know, you have to do it. That's the whole point. Because we say technically, you know, the round number, you should probably have, you know, 350 to 500 service contracts per technician. Like, you know, most people don't, but that's what you want ideally to keep that person busy, you know, all year round. Well, it also depends on your season. Like for when you guys are pretty close, but here in Baltimore, I mean, we have for the most part, all four seasons. So summer's only like three months long. It's not like, you know, California where they have a nine month long summer. So it's, it's a little bit different. I mean, our shit's pretty jacked up here. I mean, we were 30 (laughs) something, we were 20, we were 20 degrees saturday and we were, the week before that we were 80. Yeah. <laughs> well that, that was my video on instagram man it was like almost 70 degrees here Friday. oh yeah the saturday target video my, yeah. <laughs> the, the run into my leg i was like oh my god like i'm like what the hell happened here this is crazy <laughs> yeah yeah so he you know I, I said how many do you got man because i remember i remember having 20 and it was me and it was like call my 20 people and knock them out right and then it got to where we you know we were four and five hundred and everybody was like god we got to go do these guy you know because everybody <laughs> would get them sprinkled in on them every day right and um it's all how you look at it i was trying to explain that to him too you know uh not not just you know we were talking about generating revenue but i was like go out there and assess the whole thing right because i used to run out there when i first started it's like seeing how fast I could do it. Of course I was green and I didn't realize what, what, what we were leaving on the table, obviously. But, um, you know, I told him when it comes to the AC, you know, check it, right. Is it pulling into a vacuum? If it's not, I mean, if it's the right weather, check it. If it's not, you know, clean the drain, do the rest of the stuff. Uh, if it's low and it freezes up, you're going to go back. I mean, there's no, there's just no other way to do it. Like, and they have the charging I mean, blankets and stuff now. Like, oh, we got all of our guys, the field piece ones, the things that you can put right. over, you know, so you can modify it enough to check it to know that there's a problem. And we always guarantee right, right. our stuff, you know. So if the customer calls back, if we did their, you know, maybe their AC tune up or whatever, that one a little early and they call in June and we go out and it's low in refrigerant, then we'll just say, hey, we missed this. You know, I'm going to give you the pound or two pounds of refrigerant on us or or whatever it is, like we'll make, we'll make it right. right. But you know, two it, pounds, it's always two pounds. Yeah. 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 Always. It, it's just not, it's not worth opening a bottle for a pound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, that's, I had a guy that it was like, system was like five pounds low. And he's like, you think I should offer him sealant? I'm like, no, you should probably find out what the fuck is leaking there. Dipshit. Right. Like, I don't think sealant's sealant can do it for five pounds low no. when the system holds eight. <laughs> 
put some bubbles on it, man. It's it's leaking pretty bad somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. So so what we try to do is, um, I get guys to do three maintenance. I'm I'm okay with three in a day, and I'm fine with them taking like you know two hours to do that maintenance because. Oh yeah. I feel yeah, I find the problem is is. A lot of guys are good at selling the service contracts, but they're not good at renewing them. So if you're constantly right. selling them, but you can't keep the ones you have, then that's a whole nother set of problems. You have no kind of customer retention. So you have to build value. Like if I see my guys, if you go out there and you're there for 30 minutes and you come up, everything looks great. Everything looks great, Mr. Smith. Well, a after the second one, they're going to be like, well, do I really need this? Every you know, yep. and, and not saying you should lie about it, but go through the actual system and be honest with them. Be like, hey, this is what I did. I cleaned this A, B, C, D. I took the outside unit off. Bring them out. Let them see it. Like, hey, I got all these leaves out for you. I cleaned the coil. You know, show the value and what they're getting. That's why customers will do right. it. Not, not for you to, oh, the guy was in the basement, took a shit, and then left. You know what I mean? Like, Right. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not going to pay for that. I say that because I had a story where the last company I worked – and it actually was one of the owner's friends and the lady called, like we would call back and just ask them, Hey, this is Gil, you know, uh, you know, the general manager at the company back then just wanted to see how your, you know, your maintenance went today. She's like, um, I guess it was good. I was like, Oh, well, what seemed to happen? She's like, I don't know. She's like, the guy came in, you know, went downstairs, came up, took a shit for 30 minutes, came out, went downstairs, got his stuff, said everything looks good and left. <laughs> I was Dang. like, oh my God. Uh, was, yeah, what are you supposed to yeah, what, what are you supposed what are you, to say? Yeah, to that? What you say to that? yeah. And then the fact that she knows the owner, I was like, ma'am, I am really sorry. So I think I actually went out and did hers personally. Um and uh and, and then it being comical. <laughs> Thank God she had a sense of shit. You asked her if you could borrow your bathroom when you went in. Yeah. Oh, I, said that. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I, I shit before I got here. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I don't care how long you've been in this industry, that is still always the uncomfortable situation when you got to ask. Taking a piece one oh, day yeah. when you have to oh, take yeah. a shit in the customer's house, it's like, damn it. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so the uh, when I went to work for that larger company, right, they had some nice, um, the, the big transits, all the, you know, the big open area back there. And they're like, all right, here's your van. So, you know, you got to make it yours. You put everything in there. You clean it up. And I'm. I'm putting my tools in there and I'm like, why is there a funnel right here? And there's a hose <laughs> and it goes down. It's like, it's got like one hole straps, like to the wall, nice and clean. And it drills through the floor and it drops right behind the back tire. Oh. <laughs> it's just a perfect, like toilet right there. Just to take a leak That's in the back hilarious. of the van, which you know what? I'm That's not going to awesome. say pretty handy. Pretty I handy. mean, that is pretty <laughs> awesome. That's engineering. Take a little bottle of water, right? Rinse it down perfect <laughs> yeah well peeing's okay man and i get it we all get stuck right. in situations but i had an installer that would shit in the back of his van i went out to check on an install <laughs> i went out to check on an install one time i had been downstairs i saw the job there was a perfectly good bathroom we come outside we're talking and then i get a phone call and he's like i'll be right back i gotta use the bathroom i'm like yeah no no worries buddy um, i'm gonna take this call i look over and then i see him hop out of his van i'm like let me call you back and I was like, did you just shit in your van? And he was like, uh, yeah. He's like, I cleaned it all up. I was like, why the fuck? Why wouldn't you just go downstairs and use the bathroom? He's like, oh, I don't like using people's um, houses. And I'm like, I don't want you shitting in my fucking van, though. Like, what are we doing, man? Right. Like, that's gross. Yeah. 
That's my house. Yeah, that's, that's premeditated. That's that's like, that should be illegal. Jeez. Oh. I always remember the job sites where the poor or like the RNC job where the poor job was way, way too far away. And you always oh, drastically yeah. underestimated the time it was going to take to get there. <laughs> Dude, I really don't miss Porta Johns at all because I grew up in in construction. Like, um, I did metal framing, you know, commercial framing and all that stuff, and high rises. And man, there'd be like four hundred guys on this job, and there'd be like one Porta John out there. It's like, come on, man, this, you know, the summertime, it just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Hot, steamy shit out there roasting, and you got to go sit in it. <laughs> You know, yeah. So I was gonna say, and you can you can back me up on this, right? Like I used to tell some of the guys that started with us when they did the maintenance is like this is the time I used to learn my tools, right? Like hook all my stuff up. Um, I was waiting for this part. Yeah, check all the voltages. Like learn the system. You might as well. You got to kill some time. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of, you know, a lot of companies put their, their greener guys on that if they're that size, but, um, preach sequence yeah. of operation, as you always say, <clears throat> just teach them yeah, to go the, through the, the book, teach them to go through the motions so that they know what they're supposed to see. And if you're not checking, yeah, next, you're guessing. Yeah. Right. You yep. know what I mean? Like, you know, take the temperatures, put your gauges on. Like, I feel like now with all the digital gauges, you know, when guys get that superheat and subcooling, it's like, that's great that you get the number, but do you know what it's supposed to be? Because if you don't know what it's supposed right. to be, then it giving you the number means dog shit. You know, like, check that stuff. Um, look at the coil. Like, don't assume like, oh, the filter was clean. The coil it's probably fine. No, no, no. What do you mean? It's probably fine. Like, you're there to do a job. Take the door off and look at the damn thing. Unless we to always... me, when I rolled up on a on a house that had a fresh filter when I got there, that was a red flag. Exactly. Like, it's like cleaning before the cleaning lady comes. Yeah. I just cleaned the bathroom and I smeared shit on the wall, but it's kind of clean for you. <laughs> <laughs> or the AC guy did, not me. Yep. Yeah. The AC guy. <laughs> right, well, I was going to so, say, so yeah. if we're talking about... Uh, I guess talking about technology, um, I know Dennis and I kind of got first taste of some of the stuff we're seeing start to change going in 2023. And, you know, one of those things we talked about is seeing a lot more stuff. You know, you're talking about digital gauges and digital tools, but we're going to start seeing a lot more, you know, digital setup of everything we install. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you've, what you've put your hands on brand wise, Gil, but, um, I think, uh, of course on our brand, we try not to throw it out here. Cause like I said, we're kind of, we haven't merged with our company yet on here. So we're still on the side. Um, most people can put it together, but who we, who we back, but I know dip switches are going away for a lot of brands and we're starting to set everything up on the phone. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, I'm, and to be honest, I'm okay with it. My guys love it. So, and to be honest, uh, I was a carrier guy for years. I I'm an advocate for high efficient equipment. Um, right. I think people that go out there and say, all you need is a 16 sear is ignorance. Um, you know, yeah. first of all, it, it's not our job to, you know, 
we're supposed to provide solutions to the customer's problems and they decide what they want. I'm not supposed to, you know, oh, you don't want that. I, I don't know what they want. Um, right. You know, and then the other thing is, you know, the Goodman stuff that we do. I mean, it's. Um, yeah, I feel like they were pretty they were pretty quick to throw that out, right? I heard some guys, because obviously I can't keep up with every brand now. It's tough. I'm trying to keep up with my own. Um, but, yeah, I remember, I think I heard last year Goodman had the, uh, was it just blower speeds, or what is it? How does that work on there as far as setting it up? So they have, the, the yeah, well, see, what happened is, is so Carrier, and I'm I'm not sure about the other one. It might be trained, but you know, Carrier has the infinity stat. So the brain right. is in the thermostat. And I'm pretty sure the trains were like that too. I don't want to be a I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but I guess they own patents around it where, you know, I think Goodman tried to do that and they got sued. So now everything is controlled by um, the indoor board, which what I like about that is you can have a communicating system, but it can use an Ecobee thermostat. Because the brain right. is in the board. It doesn't matter um, what thermostat you hook up to it. Um, so you can go in and you can set all different kind of things. So you literally walk up to the indoor unit. You pull up the Cool Cloud app. And then it gives you a code on the board. You punch on the code. You can connect to it. You can test and turn the system on right from the app. Uh, set the staging for the electric heat. You know, how... You know the on off delay um you can set the fan percentage because sometimes they come at a hundred percent you can dial it down in right. different stages so it really gives you a whole bunch of different things and then you can do the same thing outside um unless it's a two-stage if it's a single stage unit outside um i don't know why you would get a single stage communicating system but um if you do there's not really much you can do on the two stage. You can make a little bit more adjustments, but it is pretty neat. All, all my guys love it. I mean, it's really, it's really simple. It's right there. It's kind of easy to go with the flow. It gives you the error codes and it tells you what it is. So, so far it's, it's pretty neat. And I'm pretty sure like Amana and Daikin, like their whole line are kind of the same way. Well, my question with that was going to be because we, we see that coming on, on our brand side. But my question is, what if you have no cell phone service? Is everything no, it's, downloaded it's, into the app direct, truly so that it just Bluetooths to the app and you're good? Yeah, okay. it's a straight Bluetooth from phone to unit. Okay. Like no no cell phone, no Wi-Fi need. Yeah, so it's as long direct, as you've got uh, the up, the most updated app, you're good to go. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody have that, that problem thus far. Um, the problem we see that with the most is like these CRMs. Um, you know, guys out there doing invoices don't have any service and the shit shuts down. I haven't seen it with yep. the, uh, right. the <laughs> you know, I couldn't take pictures, Gil, because I lost cell phone service. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no flip phone. I mean, the flip phone's yeah, got to no go. Flip phone. can't use it. Yeah. Maybe a BlackBerry Pearl, maybe. I don't know. Can't, hey, what, was the, what was the walkie-talkie <laughs> phone? What was that one? Else. Next, Next hell. Hell, yeah. God. <laughs> yep. God, what? I mean, who? God, we thought that was the coolest thing ever. I no look back going, man, that was it. That was so bad. Oh, yeah. Just having my group of friends, you know, I'd be going to work and it's like, oh, hey, motherfucker. I'm like, guys, 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 <laughs> damn it. Turn that off. Oh, yeah. No, you couldn't stop it from coming <laughs> in. It was coming. <laughs> yeah. I worked at a refrigeration company back then. They had Nextels, and there was this young, um, he was a young black guy, and he was a very quiet, very smart kid. I mean, he, I think he was only like maybe 20. Well, I wasn't that much older than him, but he was very smart. 
very quiet down to earth but cool and he's in the office and you heard on his thing it said where do we eat at and the general uh, <laughs> he was like i don't know but if you find it let me know and thank god it kind of like the tension went down because that the look on that kid's face was like oh, oh shit. <laughs> it was so funny that was the same place the office manager looked i mean the operations manager looked like booger from revenge of the nerds <laughs> oh man booger. sorry i didn't mean to go off on that uh that's great oh you're good oh we love we love all the backstories man that's what this show is all about in a lot of ways too yeah they're they're fun yeah, it sounds like gil's got some got a few yes <laughs> yeah and sometimes i want to get back to that man because i always say i kind of like i guess as my career's gr grown i had like some changes in the in the show because my show was always created for techs i mean yeah now that i run a company and you know do i do more management and stuff for business owners and yeah, that, that's great because I get all the time, hey, girl, I want to start my own business. What should I do? And I try to help them. Right. But I want it to be designed for technicians. You know, my love is, is a tech. Um, you know, I, that's what I want to want to give to. And that's why sometimes I just want regular people to come on and just hear their story and, and hear stuff like this because that's it's just fun to me hearing those different things. Yep. That's what we love about it, too. And oh yeah we, i mean we get a that's what we get to do every week now we get to kind of just expand our, our our hvac crew as we call it which we started calling it that before i even realized there was a brand named after it but i kind of felt weird changing so you know hopefully it helps them too every time i hashtag that everywhere yeah, well, i didn't even know <laughs> it was out there but no clue <laughs> uh yeah, there, there's a hvac something or other everywhere yeah I had no matter what you do yeah, there's people starting Facebook groups and they were like such and such uncensored. And I was like, hey, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm just letting you guys know that I'm a smart businessman and I have trademarked and copyrighted HVAC uncensored. So as long as HVAC uncensored is not in your title, whether it's, you know, commercial HVAC uncensored or whatever, like you can't do that. And you're like, oh, okay, sorry about that. I'm like, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah. I have a good lawyer. So we were we were talking about um you know non-communicating stats right so i'll throw this brand out there i mean we we bring we we offer it too but um i'm teaching a green mini split class tomorrow and it's a it's a flex unit and i feel like the i feel like the industry's headed in this direction so it's a it's eight, you know, 18 to 20 sear, right? So you got an outdoor unit, side discharge, you got the air handler. Um, there's only two outdoor units, right? There's a two and a three. Um, it was a three so and a five and it was a two and three inside. Am I right? I mean a three. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Three and a five. Um, I set mine up for two. That's right. So it's a three and a five and then there's four indoor units and, you just flip the dip switches to tell it what it is. And basically what the, you know, what their engineer said to me was you just wanting to keep a happy indoor coal. Like that's it. Right. So you can put any stat on it. It's non-communicating. Um, it's literally red common Y, you know, W one and your reversing valve and that's it. And, all the sensors and all the thermistors are just keeping the indoor coal where it needs to be, which is the end goal, right? That's, that's what we're trying to do. Um, and God, man, it's impressive. I mean, it really is. It's crazy. That kind of sounds works, like but Bosch when it came out. It is right. It's, it's, it's kind of similar. Um, 
some of our stuff out in Raleigh, we got some branches out there, and Bosch was pretty big out there. And something happened, man. They something happened to their boards. Well, everybody that was putting it in left. Yeah. Like, well, their Gen One, their their first generation. I know a lot of people almost lost their damn companies because of that. I've heard the the newer stuff has been a lot better. Um, but right, you know, when they originally came out and they were like, "Oh, you can get this outdoor unit," where it was like the same way. It was like a two or like a one to three and like a four to five or something. Yeah, it was yeah, two outdoor that's units. It. That's what it is. Yeah, like you can match it up with anything inside. It can be a PSC blower. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. what? Like this doesn't even make any sense. And, you know, a lot of people were selling that inverter technology, but the humidity and dehumidification was not happening. And I've heard the yep. humidity was horrible. Yep. Actually, I heard that on a podcast. I think it was uh, uh, Shop Talk. Yeah. Had, they, he had some guys on there that was like, uh, no, not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. My buddy Tersh from the, the Service Business Mastery podcast, he did a bunch of them. One of his friends, I know a guy. Um, I, like I said, I've heard the new stuff has been a lot better. You know, some of those problems were, were fixed because I had the Bosch guys on my show a while back um, and it sounded all good. But I know some guys that really, they, they went in hard on the Bosch and they almost lost their ass because of it. So, um, right. Yeah. So I'm glad they got it fixed, but I, that seemed a little funny. I was like, inverter technology, PSC blower. I'm like, just sounds like an oxymoron. No, you like, can't say those yeah, two yeah, in the same work. sentence. <laughs> yeah. Does not compute. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm like, if we're not changing <clears throat> speeds inside, if, if that's not, if, if the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing, then we can't clap, you know, it's like, nope. you, you know, we, we can't do right. what we're supposed to do here. So what do you think about the new ratings? Have you dug into that? heavy yet and some of the how the new new equipment's gonna rate no to be honest i mean i've done a little bit not as much as i should so um just gonna let it happen i mean you know you're not gonna have a choice no anyway, there's no right? choice start it's selling changing. it and put it in <laughs> yeah well and i know technically we're behind some like other you know countries and stuff like that as far as what like canada and like um my one friends the air conditioning guys do the podcast in australia you know out there like they can't even install some of the stuff that, that we install like there's no 80 percent furnaces there's no um what was I, it? Oh, I think yeah. 80s will be gone pretty soon yeah and i think, think they'll so. be one of the next waves of stuff to go in the next few years because they're doing everything they can to start eliminating gas anyway well, yeah, and think about it like, you know, all of the ductless systems you sell now, now if you try to find like if you try to find one that's not an inverter, it's pretty hard. It's like you know, well like, that right. and every now and then they're like, I need a straight AC or, mini split. No, dude, they're all heat pumps. Say, it's it's heat pumps now. Just say, go. Just go with yeah, that, it'll yeah. be fine. Pay the couple extra hundred bucks, you'll be good. Um well Yeah, you used to get like a nine or a twelve thousand one fifteen volt AC, you know head and an outdoor 600 bucks go. Many, yeah <laughs> pioneer yeah on amazon yeah <laughs> yeah because i mean i really thought that the future was going to be like those you know like kind of how mitsubishi did where it was the the normal air handler but the outdoor unit looks more like a, a ductless system because you know what, what Which, are you, yeah, that's what, exactly what we were talking about too, anyway. yeah i mean what are you going to get the 50 serum we're going to start having sheds outside i mean they can only get so so big we can only have so much surface yep. area but if you start stacking them on top of top of each other you know now we got you know two fans we're removing heat and i don't know that's why i always thought that that was the way it was going to go but i'm normally wrong it's headed 
It's, yeah, I mean, so this air handler, right, it's 21 by 21. Um, and I want to say it's like 54 inches tall, but God, so it weighs a, big, a ton, say, That's man. a pretty big C cabinet air handler right there. Yeah, but, so it's an A-Cole. When I opened it up, I looked in there, I'm like, oh, sweet, it's, it's an A-Cole. Yeah, but one side, right, one slab was like four inches thick. <gasps> copper, copper, fin, you know, it was heavy. I was like, holy shit. Um, but they make a rigid product too, though. The, the metal's heavy on it. Um, you know, so yeah, we'll see EEVs everywhere. I know this one has a little bit, I think this is proprietary for them. So it's got two suction lines going into the compressor. Um, hmm. I got to dig into this a little more. So let's say it's in heat mode, right? And I'm trying to picture, I explain this, all the piping in there. It's ridiculous, but um there's an extra line that comes from an accumulator it's got like a check valve so let's say it's like negative 22 degrees and it needs a little extra heat it brings that line it, it opens that check valve and lets warm gas in the compressor and now it's it's pushing out like 104 degrees at negative 22. i mean it's kind of crazy with no strips huh um it just keeps ramping up but it's Jeez. like it pulls in double suction there i guess that i gotta i gotta dig into it a little more obviously but um i will see i don't know there's a looks like a lot of shit that can fail on it but, yeah I mean, I mean i guess i understand the theory behind that you know you you got that you know cold suction you know that's that's going in there to be compressed or whatever but if you can bump right if you can bump that up by letting that letting that through whatever i mean i guess yeah that, that makes sense in theory i mean i would love to see it yeah i mean you know they gotta i mean i can look in there and see it right because i built a little running system but um on paper you know the when they the little mechanical drawings they got it's like oh okay just a line there line there but um it's a little more complicated when you're looking at it in person um i'd like to take some temps of it and see I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that check valve works, right? Like it's a, it's like a, it's some kind of little one way. It's not an EEV. It's some kind of little one way valve that if it wants to, it can just crack that open. Um, but God, man, there's so many pipes in that outdoor unit. It just going everywhere. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just wondering how it works and how they, you know, don't, they eliminate the possibility of it being a restriction. Like, you know, if the, if the flow goes and it gets there and it doesn't go through, so now we have a portion of refrigerant that is, you know, that it's kind of stuck right. there waiting. What if we don't need it? You know, how, how does that affect the flow? So, you know, normally it's just that constant, constant loop. And the only, the only thing, the only restriction we have is the one we put in the metering device. So that's why right. I, I was thinking like, in theory, it sounds, it sounds smart. Like it makes sense. I'm just, I'm curious to wonder how that would work, you know, cause it, it sounds pretty neat. I like that when they try to, you got to think about like what we do you know, as far as HVAC, the refrigeration cycle is the refrigeration cycle. It's It's been the same for, for years. So when people <laughs> right. try to do different things like that to make it better, it's actually kind of cool because I'm surprised it hasn't happened. You know? Well, it, I think, right. I think, I, that's where I'm at. I know. And I was <laughs> yeah. going to say, I think some of the things we've heard about, things that are coming in the next few years, I think we're going to see, we're going to start seeing, I think, some more of that real invention on the inside of what to do with components because we've heard people talk about having 
valves mounted in different directions and places than they ever thought about mounting it before just to see if it increases efficiency here or there because of what DOE is demanding. So I think we're going to see a lot more different creative things as we go forward because it's the only yeah. way we're going to get higher and higher the way we're being pushed. Yeah, as long as they, I mean, I'm fine with the efficiency side as long as they don't overcomplicate it to the point where you take something simple and now you've just fucked it up so much that you've made something simple so complicated that it just doesn't make sense. So you got to find that fine, fine line in the middle. But I agree as an industry, I think that we're behind where we should be, that we haven't made any leaps and bounds. Right. You know, no, it's been pretty stale, man, for a long time. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, we've been saying for a couple of weeks on here, you know, your 50 and 60 year old guys, this product coming out, you know, they're just like, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to hang it up, man. Like, I think it would have been cool, though, to have been doing HVAC back in the day, and it was a piston. Like, I mean, I did that, but I'm talking about way back, right? Where Yeah, the beer, uh, beer can cold days. Yep. It was just cruising along. I mean, yeah, I mean, they just couldn't screw it up, man. Yeah. A couple relays here and there. I mean. Yeah. Oh, oh but, 22, 65, 70. We're good. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Production's good. Coils at 40. Have see ya. I mean, I stared into this outdoor unit the other day when I was putting it together. So yeah, I just sat there and stared in there like I couldn't follow the piping. Like I kept fought like I'm like, holy crap, where is that going? Like, what does that do? Uh <laughs> I mean, what are they doing with that? Why is that there? You know, I want to take measurements on everything, but you can't get your hand in there. <laughs> Forget doing that. Um, it sounds like the conversation I had in Vegas, but it was a whole different situation, though. <laughs> I was going to say, what? What did, did anything stick out for you in Vegas to impress you any? I mean, uh, just something really crazy? Nah, not really, and but really that's on me because what sucks is when I go to those events, my time is so tied up between sponsors and having to be at booths and do this right or i'm podcasting that i don't actually get to see as much of the show i mean i did get to see some cool things but i didn't get to go around like i wanted to um uh to, to be honest a lot of the people there and there was so many there's so many iaq companies popping up and i'll be honest with you oh yeah half yep. of them are the dumbest things i've ever seen in my life some guy had this product that was like a glorified, it was a glorified UV bulb, not even like an air scrubber, just a glorified UV bulb. And he was like, yeah, it should hit the market soon. And he was like, oh, I was like, well, how much is it going to be per unit? And he's like, you know, probably like $2,000. I'm like, oh, you know, retail? He's like, he's like no, no. Like for the the company, I was like, that's how much you would buy it for. I was like, what? Oh, and I looked at him, I'm like, dude, nobody's going to buy your shit, bro. Like, I'm just trying to be honest with you. Like, who... Like, what does it do? Nobody. Like, yeah. Does it come with an air handler and a, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I was just like. A couple plenums. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And the guy looked at me like he was surprised nobody's told him that his idea is garbage. But I was like, I'm not trying to be ignorant, man. I'm just trying to be honest with you. Like, nobody's going to do that. A, a UV light is a UV light. Like, yeah, they're great for what they do. Maybe they keep things from growing on a coil, but. They only clean what they touch. The air passes, the velocity of the air passes over it so fast that it's not really killing anything if it's not touching right. the whole time. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't know what to tell you there, buddy. And unless you 
reinvented the wheel with UV, UVC light or whatever, which it doesn't look like you did, um, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, and the whole, you know, we always joke on here about COVID because I've, you know, I've tried out, I've got all these products in my system and I've tried them out and, you know, we've got COVID twice here. <laughs> so you don't get COVID from your house, right? You get it from outside. Yeah. Um, but everybody jumped on that hardcore and was selling the shit out of all that stuff. Yeah, because why not? You know, you're in a global pandemic. People are oh, fear. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to sell you this right. thing that kills COVID. Oh, I'll, I'll take two. You know what I mean? Um, yep. so people, people, yeah, I, mean, I just, I just don't want to smell bacon like three days later. That's all I'm trying to achieve here. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> I mean, there are worse things you can smell than bacon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. Broccoli. Let's do broccoli. Yeah, that's, cauliflower. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> garlic or fish or something like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be honest though. One of the best ones and, um, a friend of mine was one of their reps for a long time and he got screwed in the deal. Um, but I, uh, sponsored with them in the beginning and it was called better air and it was like a probiotic air cleaner. And to be honest, it worked great. The problem was the dispersion system was, you know, the, the main hub company was trying to sell all these like individual units and sell them on Amazon. But us as HVAC people, yeah. you know, if you're going to do indoor air quality it's got to be on the whole home basis not room by room that just defeats the purpose right um i think if somebody takes that technology and actually does it right um like you know i saw the the analytics on that i flew around the country and saw people that were using it and you know it i put it in my house and i had other things you know hooked up but i would turn them off and use this and try to test them because I, if I, I have to use something for me to sell it to customers. If I've never used it, right. I just don't feel good selling it. Um, I got to say, that was actually really, really good. I'm actually sad that the company, that the owners were, the big shots were morons because I think they had a really good thing there. Yeah, I have to definitely try it out, you know. Um, I know we brought in the Respicare product um, for the ionization yep. setup. Yep. And I've got one in here now and my wife said she noticed, you know, that's who you got to ask, right? Yeah. But she uh she noticed it. I mean, she used to notice when I put a fresh UV light in, like she said it just kind of smelled fresh in the house, you know, a good fresh 2-year bulb, but um Yeah, the the that technology's moving pretty quick too. I just don't know how much more that can do. I mean, I don't uh, well, well, and and I mean depending on how a system's set up, you know, those things can only do so much individually as well. So you start stacking them up, you know, well, and then you, know, really handle. you know, it's like some of these give off ozone. So if you do too much, now you're just, you know, there's gotta be the happy medium because, okay, we're cleaning the air, we're purifying it. You know, it's making the dirt, the dust particles bigger. So it gets caught in the filter. That's a good thing. But if we put too much or too big, now we're putting off so much ozone in the house that, you know, when you start looking into that kind of stuff, it's like, are we really helping or are we just taking right. one problem and, and, and putting another one in? Um, but about like the uh, like the Remy Halos and stuff, um, there was a guy at one of the shows I oh, one time and he was like, if you really want to test this thing and you want me to sell this to my customers, he's like, I want you to make a demo where you put it in the box. He's like, I want to watch somebody fart on the other side and then somebody's face <laughs> on the other side. He's like, if I don't smell the fart, He's like, I'll buy a hundred thousand dollars worth right now. And the guy was like, What? He's like, Are you serious? And I was like, 
I kind of want to see that. I'm not going to buy any, but I kind of want to see that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, that's the kind of mouth open and everything. Yeah. I'm Jesus. not going to be the smeller, though. I'll be the farter if you need me to. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Shit. Wow. It's time to take one for the team. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I need an IAQ that kills farts. Yeah, I mean, I got a 17-year-old here. I could use that for sure. Between that and his feet, man. That's what I'm battling here. Yeah, hey, I, I got four kids, and I, I got a – my two boys are older. My oldest son is an athlete, and, yeah, he gets – my wife's like, oh, my God, his feet smell worse than yours, Gil. I'm like, oh, thanks, babe. Appreciate that. I didn't – I didn't know my feet, feet smell like that. Yeah, I need some UV light bulbs to put in his fan. Yeah. Like in his room. In his shoes. Like, hey, son, yeah. take your shoes right. off. I need you to put these UV light and, uh, in your shoes because they smell like Bigfoot's nutsack, okay? <laughs> just have a little box that you put him in when he shuts the door, the light comes on. And when he opens it, it turns yeah. off. That way they don't forget to turn it off or on. I as a habit as a kid, I would always put baby powder in my shoes. Like, as I take them off, like, just because I didn't want them to stink right. and smell. I mean, I get it. When you're on the field and you're wearing work boots, I mean, you're sweating. Sometimes there's just there's just no way around it. You got to change the soles and, you know, I mean, the the inserts or whatever. And, and sometimes they still... There, there's no... I'll tell you what was worse than that was the dew. Walking through, your you know, the neighbor's or, you know, the service call, the grass in the in the summer and in the in the morning right you get about halfway through the day they're just drenched yeah from dew and then that that just starts to it just starts to fester compound yeah <laughs> yeah work out there. and it's funny when it comes to boots because some of these facebook groups it's that's one of the biggest questions like guys are like super heat sub cooling i love this unit hey what kind of boots do you guys wear um <laughs> yep yeah it's, it's funny all right, so, yeah, we don't want to keep you on here too long. Last time we had um, Keith on here, we had to chop it up into two shows, man. I I looked up, it was like almost 1 o'clock in the morning. It's like, shit. Yeah. Um, so what do you, uh, as far as your company, right, how do you feel about training? You, you get any good training from distributors, or what do you like to do? Do y'all do in-house? Yeah, so we do a lot of in-house. So we we have some decent distributor stuff around here because um, I do think it's good getting the distributor training, the brand training to know about particular brands, um, especially if you right. install, you know, if you're going to install different brands, you need to know how to install them because everybody has their little quirks. They do things different. Um, so you need to know that. Um, we have something in our company that we call Beltway Certified. So when I bring somebody into my company and order them to really open up the gates as far as different pay structures and, and different situations they can have, they need to do certain things. So we send them um, to a couple of, a couple of different schools. Um, you know, some are going to be technical base and some are going to be like the learning, the communication, the options, the sales side. And, right. you know, we pay for all that and then we bring them back together. Um, I test them. I work with them in the office. You know, we have a, a whole training center that we've built out, um, you know, putting all that together. And when I feel like they learn it, they can pass a few tests. Then they get that title. Like we, you know, we try to call it coveted title of Beltway Certified. And then now they're, you know, a leader at the company. It opens up doors for them. And that's what we want the guys to guys and girls to to aspire to be. Um, and so far it's been, so far it's been pretty good. We have some guys that are going to Arkansas for training. Um, 
in April. Uh, I got a guy that's another guy that's going to a, a different class in April. So huge on training. Plus, I, I do meetings um, every week, training classes, you know, going over things uh, on a big whiteboard, whether it is the sequence of operations. And I try to design different things um, right. for different people. Um, but I love to teach because it helps me. Um, obviously, everybody knows, you know, the famous, you know, Mr. Jim Bergman, you know, one of the greatest minds in this industry. And um, Jim said one time, you don't really know something until you have to teach it to somebody else. And that, well, I can vouch no, for that. Good. Yeah, sure. you, you know what I mean? So I love doing that. <clears throat> and I tell the guys, like, hey, I, I don't know everything, man. And if you ask me something or we cover something I don't know, then fuck it, we'll learn together. But, you know, I'll, I'll figure it right. out. So I love that still feeds the tech in me because obviously I don't get to go out in the field and see things and fix stuff every day because I run the company. But um, getting to do that, I still get that tech nerd still stuff gets to come out. And then obviously the podcast and things like that. But that still feeds the, the tech nerd in me and the, the tool geek. But now I buy cameras and dumb shit. But um not a, right you know <laughs> it, it vacuum pumps meters and now i'm buying cameras and my wife's like how many do you need i'm like i don't know as many as i can afford we'll see i don't know uh, i've seen you got the uh <laughs> it pops up on here you got the roadie is that your mic i guess oh uh, well yeah so it pops up yeah so i have the uh um the road procaster as as my mixer and then i have the sure sm7b as my microphone Okay, yeah, see, this is pro multi-channel there, pops up. Yeah, you can't beat this for, for podcasting. I mean, it's it's a little bit, you know, it was a little bit, you know, pricey, um, but it's, uh, it, it kind of, it simplifies it. So I tried to get a regular one and, and learn all that stuff, mix minus and watching videos, and the guy might as well have been talking Chinese because I'm like, I have no idea what you right. just said. Um, <laughs> oh, you ain't got to tell me. My son's a... My son's a drummer and we got a we got a studio and I feel like you know, Sweetwater music owes me a, a ton of shit. Yeah. Like at this point. I mean, not just some stickers and some candy, right? Like I need <laughs> I'm like uh Yeah, I mean we could just we just constantly buy stuff and put to put in there and it it's it's just endless. And this is the same thing. I mean of course, once you get a good setup, you can kind of roll with it for a little bit. I mean, yeah, I'm, we're actually working on changing. Know, we got to finish changing my mic out. We just been, God, we've been too freaking busy the last two weeks. We haven't even sat down to do it. Yeah, it's getting ready to get that time, man. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, just it's good you have a little bit of knowledge of it because I didn't, and I spent. You know, I have a you know a full studio in the house now. You know different camera angles it's it's sound treated and everything so i mean i probably have 30 grand invested in this um no i'm sure you know it's easy yeah <laughs> and it's the sad part is i bought a lot of shit in the beginning that i didn't need but i didn't know any better so that's why when people reach out to me like hey i'm starting a podcast what should i get and i'm like well i'll tell you what not to get you know right um <laughs> you know and to be honest now some of the usb microphone technology is being amazing and like well i want a professional mic i'm like hey man you want it to be easy and sound good who, who gives a shit you know what i mean as long as it sounds good, right. the listener doesn't know if you have some giant mixer or some beast computer in the back running everything like they don't know so um i thought about upgrading my mac to one of the new ones like i, I have one of the m1 um uh pro m1 max pro what i don't know one of the one of the mac with the new macbook pros um and i was gonna upgrade the the setup here with all you know because i have like a couple of monitors with the 
iMac that I had built like three years ago. And I was like, you know what? This does the job. I'm not even buying that anymore. Like I'm, I'm done, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, what, what else am I really using it for? Does it really need to change? Well, exactly. And, and I'm like, you know, I, I can edit 4k footage. Um, it, this thing handles it fine. And to be honest, I don't shoot that many goddamn videos. So it's like, why, why do I worry about it? Um, you know, I, I want to do some more and stuff like that, but it was always about getting new stuff and doing it. And like now the podcast actually makes legitimate money. It's like, I, I just want the money. I don't want to buy anything with it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> All right. I just want to get it. <laughs> yeah. Pocket it. Like yeah. what, what a concept. Oh, just put it in your pocket. I want to do what it was intended to do and, right. and still yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. At first they call it, what do they call it? The um, gear acquisition syndrome where, you know, you think, Oh, I'll be, I'll be better if, uh, if I get this or, Oh man, I'll really be good if I can get this camera and I can do this. And I'm like, eh, it really doesn't matter. That's why I tell people, you know, content is king, you know, have good content yep. and you can, con you can always make it sound better down the road. You can always get a better camera or, or whatever, but in, in the beginning, starting is half the battle. That's it. Yeah, I shoot some, uh, I do some little training videos for work to, to put them on YouTube, just like seven, eight minute videos. And I got a, like a Hero 8 GoPro, man, and it's perfect. Like, it's great video. Um, even the mic on it's pretty good, actually, for just talking for what I'm doing. Yeah, they're um, nice. Just a little short, short YouTube video, but. Well, cool, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I feel like we need to we need to do this again. Yeah, we definitely should. Yeah, hey, we got to come on yeah, your show. Gotta, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, C come on. That's why I, I I emailed you because I thought um you know uh the show books up you know so so fast now like um you know and normally after like um you know a big show like HR or something it creates buzz so people are like oh kill blah, 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 blah. um. And, uh, you know, <laughs> people come on, which it's great. I mean, I'm honored that people, you know, the fact that five years later, people want to come on the show and still talk and people listen, you know, of course, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, but I was surprised. And when I was looking through and I was like, um, and at first I, I knew that Dennis, but I didn't know, you know, your name. And I was like, well, shit, maybe they booked it under somebody else's name. And then that's why I emailed and was like, did you book? And you were like, no. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, shit, did I miss no, something? No, not yet. We, <laughs> I know we were, we had, we've been traveling really the last couple of weeks. We've had company sales meeting, then national manufacturer conference. And then Dennis is going to uh, manufacturer training for a week. What week after next or another first week, of April. Yeah. So we kind of just there for a little bit. I knew I had a certain group of people booked up. And then once we hit April, I was like, well, really not a hundred percent what we're going to do because we've got so much training and stuff and he's going to be traveling even more, more than any of us. So yeah, we kind of just yeah. had to see what fell on the calendar. Yeah. yeah I mean, I kind of, I kind of like shoot me and riding. We'll, we'll, we'll come, we'll hit record and we have no topics, right? I love shows like that. We'll come on there. Like, what did you get into today? Or go through some of my tech calls I had. And next thing you know, yep. It's an hour and a half and we've covered everything. Um, Those are some of the best shows when me and Kelly would start right. and we would have no topic, you know, no breakdown and we would do those. And at the end we would be like, I don't know, man. Like, I think that was kind of, I don't think it was that good, but whatever, man, it'll be all right. And we'd put it out and people would love it. So yeah, then you go back and right. listen to it. You're like, oh dang, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. 
hey man if i could give anybody advice on podcasting is you know stay true to yourself as long as you stay true to yourself and, and, and like you're always the same person um and people see that you're genuine um they'll, they'll always listen you know if it's decent content because i've seen some people i won't say names but some podcasters that have changed you know, like they've changed who they are and, and then they go right. back and, and people see that, you know, they're not dumb. You know, I, I've, I may be an asshole sometimes, but I've been the same asshole the whole time I've had a microphone in front of me. <laughs> you know, I, I told people like, like in the beginning, people are like, there's no way Gil's going to be successful because he cusses. And I'm like, well, Hey, I got a dirty mouth. I cuss in my real life. And if I have to change who I am to do a podcast, then I'm not going to do it. Um, and that's true. Yeah, it's very no, true. yeah I mean, we, we, we run that same boat all the time, too. Yeah. So what we were going to do, I, and <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do it, it, but I was going to. It was going to be good. I have, it was I have to tell so him. <laughs> what I was going to do is I was going to bleep out every time you cuss because we had Gil from Uncensored on here, right? Like, so we were going to. But we were gonna it's, it would take me like four days to edit this. You should have told me. I just said fuck a way more times than I did. <laughs> no, I know, right? I was like, I, I was like, should we tell him right? Now? I think I'm going to go in there and no, I'm going to no, no, bleep no, no, out no. everything. I'm not going to do that. No, the best I might part sprinkle some in there because they are funny. I like the, <laughs> I think bleeps are funnier sometimes than actual cuss words. But. Yeah, they are. Uh, and it's funny as I've went, I've actually t like, not even on purpose. I've actually just toned down the cussing and not really like on purpose. It's just kind of happened. You just don't way. think about it. Yeah. You know, I feel like podcasts, man. I, I feel like if you don't like it, don't listen to it. I don't know. I listen to, you know, some golf podcasts and, they're massive, man. They have pro golfers on there. They're huge. The PGA Tour backs them, and they are rough on there. I mean, yeah. legit. But it is that's who they are. Like it's just what it is. Well, I, um, I would get emails people and being like, you know, I can't listen when my kids are around. I'm like, well, I don't make fucking children's podcasts, so I don't know what yeah, to tell you. Right. You know, close the fucking door. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry that you're, you know, <laughs> put your headphones on. Yeah, I'm not singing nursery rhymes on my podcast. Like, I, I apologize. I mean, like, I get it if you can't listen around your kids, but I mark the show explicit. It's not like I, it's, it, yeah. it surprises you. Um, right. But it, it, whatever. It happens. Yeah, we mark it explicit no matter, no matter even what. if we probably didn't even cuss. I don't know. You know, we, it's a big boy show. Tell them what we're going to get into. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, especially with the video. I have mature content, nudity. I'll take my shirt off sometimes, or I'll, I'll forget I'm wearing a shirt. And stand up and be like, oh, sorry, you saw my balls. Didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> the Howard Stern show. Yeah, sorry, I forgot I forgot the camera was, was facing down like that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's – it's fun, man. This is good. And I love people starting these new shows and getting different. You know, a lot of people thought, you know, oh, I shouldn't start a podcast. There's going to be too many. No, there's not. Everybody has different opinions, different ideas. We could, every podcast could talk about the same topic on the same week and every single podcast would be different. So, yep. you know, that's true. Yeah. I, I told Ryden that. And yep. what, I mean, what do you think? How, how many of you thinks out there top what do you think? There's 20 big podcasts out there for our industry. Is there that many? Uh, yeah, there probably is. Tw probably, tw I would say there's probably. You know, what I mean, like good hard hitters. Yeah, I, mean. I would say there's probably 20 plus that are like HVAC is 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 in the name um, because there's like eight of us that you know go to different. Um, you know, we get asked to go to different events, um, right? And then there's some of them that don't even. 
don't even come. And, and, and to be honest, sometimes it's just, you know, time in a popularity contest, you know, it's really what right. it gets, gets around to. Some people just like a certain person, you know, like people ask me, I mean, my one Facebook group got up to like 80,000 people before the Nazis Facebook shut it down. And then I had to, I had to grow it again. And now we're up to like 40 something and people are like, how do you get it to grow? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I really don't like, I, I don't know right. why and be like, oh, I did ABC. And they're like, oh, really? No, I, I don't know. I really. No, just put out content. Enjoy what you do. If it grows, it grows. I mean. Ex exactly. And, and, and it will. That's where we're at, you know? Yeah. And it is. And that and then being consistent, you know, as long as people know on a certain day every week that you're going to be there and they can listen to the show. I mean, that's that's huge, too. Um, yep. you know, when, when it's like, oh, like I, and I'm saying that, and I didn't put a podcast out Monday because last week my mom had some health things we had to take care of. And I thought I was going to be home in time with the guests and I was going to try to record something just myself. And then I was like, ah, it, it's all good. Cause I hate missing weeks and not putting something out, but, um, it, it happens. Most people know, but other than that, I'm every Monday, like clockwork and audio podcast comes out and every Wednesday, eight o'clock, the video podcast is out. So I was like, it, it, it's all good. But for the most part, if you're consistent, that, that really pays off. Cause you know, people are creatures of habit. They get off at a certain time right. and, or they go to work and they know that somebody they like is on, then they always click and listen to it. So. Well, and I feel like a podcast, right. is not like TikTok. I mean, when you got when you got downloads, you know, you can see your, your analytics, people are listening to this. Like they are in engulfed in it. Um, they're not just swiping through. Yep. You have to sit down and listen. So what listeners you have, whether it's 20 or 200, right? It's somebody's getting something out of it. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the payoff for these things, man. Like, yes, like I said, the podcast is, you know, is a business now and it, it makes money and stuff. But I mean, that's great. I mean, I'm not going to sit and act like it's not. But the good part is when I get emails from people and they're saying, hey, Gil, I did what you said or I tried this and, you know, it worked or, hey, I fixed this problem. I took your advice and or I got a new job and shit like that. Like those kind of emails, like that's the payoff. That's why I do what I do. And, um, that's that's just awesome right. to be able to give back to a trade that's given me so much. So, um, and as long as that stays the focus, you know, I, I'll, I'll always love to do this because I I never wanted to be about money. Like I don't, I I didn't never did this for, for 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 money or nothing like that. I just wanted it to be worth my time that I that I take away from my family, and and that's it. Um, right. uh, other than that, I don't care. Well, we try to put all I try to put all them to bed, so I don't, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> get down here get yeah. some drinking going <laughs> yeah I, I i need to they they well i i normally do mine later so they're they're in bed too but you know the, the editing and the different things and oh yeah and doing different stuff i mean that's time that you could be doing you know with them so if i can you know make a couple extra bucks and we can go out to out to eat we can go on a vacation or something like that then that was worth it you know i was able to yep. do something to be able to give back to my family um, or a lot of times I buy random shit and I give it back to the, you know, the viewers doing giveaways or some dumb stuff. The sponsors don't send stuff. Yeah, we got to start getting into some some giveaways. Yeah, I'm telling you. We're still green, man. We're still getting rolling here. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit. It happens, man. And like I said, if I, I don't know everything, but if I can help you guys in any way, man, I'd be more than happy to help. I, I don't know everything, but I know a lot of things not to do. Like I said, um, <laughs> uh, I've done a lot Sweet. of things those wrong. Are, those are always positive things to know. 
Yeah, that's Cause right. Because I, I can tell you, people will sit on a live stream. I don't care if you're giving out 47 thermostat screwdrivers. They will sit there for three hours to win that fucking free thermostat screwdriver. So, <laughs> um, you know, people like free shit. That's for damn sure. Hey, I'm giving those out tomorrow. Don't talk bad about that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I got to get rid of like 4 million of those things. Oh, that's that's funny. Yeah. They're still giving them away. It's like, gosh, come on. Give me something else. Yeah. A good one's hard to find, though. That's true. Right. Man, my, uh, what is it? It's a dual sided uh, magnet with a built in level. Oh, no, it's a, yeah, no, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I think the, my, my favorite one is the Klein, man. I, um, I have to agree. I, I was going to say that because I, I can spin it in my hand. It's yep. got the, yep. the back yep. it spins. Yeah. I've had it for, God, I've had it for probably 15 years. It's still hanging tough. It's a good screwdriver. Yeah, they, it was they probably nice. fifty bucks for that little thing. Yeah, that little thing's not not cheap, and it's funny because I'll ask you guys. I mean, I know we're getting to a little bit, and it's not my show; it's your show. But I was going to ask people, like, if you could have any tool bag, like, if money was not an issue, and somebody said, "Hey, you have unlimited for a tool bag and like certain brands of like hand tools," like, what would be like your like? This would be like my dream bag. To me, um. Cause I used it towards the end of my field service career was a, a veto pack, man. I was like, where's this thing been my whole life? They are awesome. And I was a minimalist guy for service. Right. Um, I didn't have their smallest, smallest bag. I had the one up from the smallest bag, uh, that a, a really small 12 volt drill. Cause all we're doing right is taking doors off. Yep. Um, and I'm a field piece guy with just about everything. Um, and Klein, that's, that takes care of most of my tools right there. Yeah, that that's me too. V Vito makes the best bags. Um, and I agree with the 12 volt, you know, drill. Like I have the little Milwaukee one that I would use. Um, I can use field piece meters, but by contractual obligations with yellow jacket vacuum pumps, I use yellow jacket, not field piece for the record. Yep. Um, but uh but yeah no hey I, you gotta hey, hey you gotta use what you're that's getting right man. that's right yeah well and it's a good product too it ain't like <clears> it's, you know yeah, yeah. I, I love their vacuum pumps to be honest like um the one that i bought before i had ever any kind of affiliation with them um was the bullet and that thing was a a beast for me and they actually just that's what i got in an old older bullet yeah well they just sent me one of the new ones with the well i have all of their new ones but i have one of the bullets too and um and i was i'm gonna make a video of like this is the one that i had and used all those years in the field and this is the new one and just do a comparison on where they've where they've come from because uh, i do think they make them and i think some people get caught like you know oh, it doesn't look as cool i'm like it's a fucking vacuum pump man you're not dating it like yeah what's yeah. the cfm yeah yeah <laughs> as long as it does well we can do a whole podcast about that people get all these big yep. CFM oh, vacuum pumps and they pull through a manifold i'm like you're a fucking idiot you just that pump is wasted like you don't even need it because you're pulling through quarter inch hoses like what does it matter um right so yeah that's why it's a lot of education people need to know and that's where i think social media can pay off youtube like there's so much free content out there to make people better there's no excuse anymore you can't say i didn't know well if you didn't know it's because you didn't want to know you know well i still think there's people 
that are in the industry but aren't in the industry right yep. like social media podcasts um you know towards towards the end of my field career i started diving into that and i'm like holy cow this i can't believe all this world's out there um you know i used to get in my van go run my calls and go home and listen to music or whatever and um it's like man you start getting on youtube start finding some guys to follow um listen listen to some podcasts you know get some technical knowledge and i think it's it's getting a lot bigger too pretty quick on the social media side i mean and you're right there's no excuses on that yeah i mean i started doing this by accident like i was just watching youtube videos just to you know feed my own inner tech beast and i got into the community and then Oh, like Zach would shop talk and there was the Cowboys of HVAC back in the day. And then I got asked yep. to be a guest on a show. And then the guy was like, hey, man, everybody loved you. Would you want to be my co-host? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Um, that was, that's, that's a whole nother story about why we separate it. Um, but I left there and then people started messaging me. I'm like, hey, Gil, you should do your own thing. And I'm like, okay, I never really thought about being a podcaster, but whatever i'll give Why it a try that's how hvac uncensored got born and five years later i'm still standing here so or sitting here or whatever the hell i'm doing um you know so st still here but as long as i enjoy doing it um there was i did say last year when like the, the um facebook group got shut down um i was a little frustrated and that's when me and kelly had went separate ways which uh, which was my co-host, which wasn't in, in bad terms. Kelly just, he had a love for, um, you know, doing high performance coaching. And I, I, you could tell that that's where his passion was. And I wanted him to go do that. So right. I went to doing it by myself. I'm like, fuck, now I got to rebuild the group. Like, is this worth it? Maybe it's, hey, maybe it's been a good run. Maybe I should just, you know, sell this shit and call it a day. But um, at the end of the day, I really do love doing it. And I'm glad that I made the decision to, to stick with it because it, it's been awesome. You know, I just had to get back in the groove because uh, I last year I didn't put a there was quite a few months where um, I we were like down for the count. We didn't do anything. So I'm, I'm glad that everybody came back as far as, you know, downloads and listeners and viewers and all that. So uh, I, you know, it's awesome when you build that community and people stay loyal to you because uh, I was worried. <laughs> nah, shoot, man. You, yeah, you got a good show. And like I said, everybody go out and check him out. Most people already have, but we got some listeners on our show maybe haven't checked it out. So check out hvac uncensored and uh yeah man keep it up and uh we'll have to we'll have to have you back on and maybe we'll we'll jump on there we'll have to yeah man, we gotta we gotta put we gotta put, we gotta put in sounds like yeah. we gotta put in and get on the show next year so. yeah i think we need to coordinate get together and uh, look at his schedule since since now you know gill is very advanced oh yeah yeah <laughs> Right now, uh, we do everything just for trying to figure out everything through email. Gil's like, oh, yeah, go to this link and you can pick your date. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, just so you know, I was going to tell you, that has a free version, you know? So it don't cost anything, man. That calendar is, is awesome for podcasts. Like Now I use the paid version. So just like how you guys email me something um like once you guys schedule it automatically e it automatically does it emails out of google docs like um questionnaire that guests have to fill out that comes back to me um especially for people that i don't know so it gives me it tells them right. what i expect of them you know and the questions they need to answer so it, it's all automated sends reminders 
you know, so people have to recommit, especially when somebody books like now and say I'm booked out and they don't come on till August, you know, to make sure that they remember that they even booked to be on a podcast. Um, so it, it just, yeah. So it just, it, it really, it really helps. Cause to be honest on this show, if I wouldn't have hit yes and did the reminder, I wouldn't have fucking remembered tonight. So, <laughs> you know, but those right. little things you learn, but definitely check out calendar. Like I said, it's, you can use it 100% free. It doesn't have to cost anything if you're only doing one show and people just, um, just schedule. And it just really just makes, you can set your times. And it just makes it easier to keep it organized because once we started growing, I would do the same thing. And then I was like double booking people and being like, you know, people would be like, hey, I'm ready. And I get two emails at the same time. I'm like, oh, shit. Um, (laughs) All right. We got two guests on tonight. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Jim, meet Bob. How you doing? Uh, So, but it's growing pains. You learn. And like I said, man, you guys are welcome anytime. Definitely stay in touch. I'd be more than happy to come on if you guys ever want me uh, to come on. I think you guys are doing an awesome job, like a really good job as far as putting it out, uh, your presence on social media and stuff like that. Like it's it's really good, man. So you guys are you guys are definitely creating value for your listeners, and that that's awesome. Thanks, Gil. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. But you got to start getting right. that video in so people can see the beers, man. Yeah, my Mick Ultra's crushing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Video gets hard, and, and to be honest, the audio is king. So what you guys are doing by starting off concentrating on the audio is exactly what I did. I didn't start doing video until like the last year. Um, audio has always been the king, and that's how I built it up. So um, you guys are actually doing the right thing. Because some people starting out try to do too much too fast, and then you start making mistakes. Um, and and the, the program you're using now will give you crispy audio, and it'll sound good for everybody. So touche, good stuff. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I think we might, we may even dabble with a little bit of uh, some live stuff next, just here and there. Still, uh, you know, still audio, but just come on live, and if anybody wants to chime in, get questions, and I've, I've seen those. No, we got to figure out how to. I wish there was a way we could do that from two phones split screen, but I don't think it's possible. Mm, you, you, yeah, I mean, you might be able to because I have a, a phone for the podcast, which I always tell people it's the Titan text line brought to you by Yellow Jack. And I put the number up and uh, everyone <laughs> that random person that's like, go fuck your mother. I'm like, click. OK, I'm like, uh, that was. oh, yeah, there's always going to be that guy. Yeah, that's the only thing with that but <laughs> yeah it's it's always it's it's funny but I, i'll stop rambling guys i know you guys need to need to end the show but i do really thank you for coming on dude i i enjoy you know i know that i podcast but i enjoy being a guest just as much as the next person um like i said it's fun to not have to do anything plus i love to see how other people do their shows and just hear other people's perspective on things so it's been awesome i had a great time right. tonight man i appreciate it Thanks, Gil. Well, we thanks, appreciate it. Yeah, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna edit this. You're not gonna edit this one for us. Yeah, sorry. I'll I'll, I'll send uh, I'll send over somebody to tell them to <laughs> send me a link. He's yeah. like he's like my assistant yeah. will send you a link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my assistant. Well, cool. Gonna- yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you think about it on the on the on the gram. Hit us up and see what you think about hearing yourself on there. Yeah. 
for, for sure. And you guys are more than welcome. You know, you guys, if you want, if you're on Facebook or whatever, you are more than welcome to share your podcast in my Facebook group. Um, I let people, as long as I know people, um, I'm fine with them sharing it in my group. Um, as long as they, you know, just don't drop it and like never come back. As long as you provide, you know, answer questions or whatever. The only time I ever tell people right. they can't is when that's they come drop their stuff and then never come back. You never see them mingling with somebody. Um, other than that, I, I don't really care. That that group is to help people in the industry. Um, if something other than that, I don't care. Unless people are like douchebags and stuff like that. That's the only time I tell them, like, hey, you can't you can't be in here. <laughs> right. Dang it. Oh, we definitely interact. I can't back, be in the group. You know, all we can. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it gets uh, it gets it's it gets a little rough. Let's just say sometimes I don't go in my own Facebook group. Although the new one is better than the last <laughs> one. I, I will say that. It, it's gotten better. Um, it's a better group of people. Um, but the first one, you know, when it got shut down, like that one got a little a little rough. I'm like, if people can't be comfortable to share their work and, you know, without people just jumping on them, then what, what are we doing? So, right. um, so far, so far, so good. I think that's just... And everybody so had to start somewhere. It, it, exactly. You know what I mean? People need to be able to ask a question without getting jumped on, but you're always going to have the, the keyboard warriors, the, um, you know, the, the super techs that they know everything, but never share their work. Uh, they're just, mis- right. they're just miserable people. So, um, it, it feels so much better to help build somebody up than it does to tear somebody down. So I, I just, I couldn't, everybody has bad days, but I couldn't be on Facebook every day and be like, you suck at life. Go kill yourself. Uh, fuck you. Your work looks like shit. It's just like, like how can you be that miserable of a person you know yeah i I can't take that for sure i mean i i jump on there and and i'll see somebody put something on there ask a question just on instagram you know and nobody wants to say anything because it's you know it's it's either some guy's really green it's maybe a stupid question i'll just jump on there and answer it man What, what the hell i mean yeah you just what's the big deal he's just trying to help he just started like yeah exactly I have a thing that I'm getting ready to launch here soon. Like my website and like my merch store and stuff will be out and I'm only doing merch and stuff because people ask for it. Really. I don't want to be a fucking clothes salesman. Um, but I, I, people want it. So whatever I'll, I'll put it out. Um, but the website, I'm going to have different links to where I'm going to do. Um, it's not really like a school, but it's going to be where I can really help people one-on-one. It's going to be like a private group where people pay a couple of dollars to be in. It's not much, but I feel like if I don't put a small, even if it's like five bucks, um, yeah, you got to put have, some, you got to put some value on it that makes them appreciate why they did it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It, it's not about the money. I just don't want people coming in and not wanting it or not appreciating it. If it's free, they'll just do it to do it. So even if it's like five bucks a month and we get access, people come in, we talk about things, go over technical issues to help them or, 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 or whatever it is, but, uh, working out all those details now, and uh, gonna put that out because I've had a lot of people reach out. And, That's cool. Yeah, wanted to know if I could do things, and I was like, well, I, I can't do it on an individual basis. I just even if I, even if I want to do that, I don't have the time to do it. So maybe I can try to work something else out. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Sometimes I bite off more than I can chew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool, man. Yeah, appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, yeah, look forward to look forward to listening to this one back. Yep, I definitely will. So just let me know when this one, uh, um, when do you guys release your podcast? Uh, this Yours will be next Friday. Nice. Yeah, yeah we're one Friday. ahead. We're, we're ahead. Usually we're, we're week for week, you know, but we got, we got, 
where we split Keith's uh, up um, and gave us a... Yeah, his was long, so we doubled it up. Well, it, it's good. If you can keep it that way, that way if somebody gets sick or something happens, um, I was like that for the longest time, and now I'm, I'm one for one, which is okay for the most part. Um, but when something like last week happens, it's like, fuck, I wish I had one in the queue. Um, yeah. Or, you know, I, I tell guests when they come on, like, hey, man, if if this well, now it's live. So I guess it really doesn't matter. But before it used to be like, hey, if this podcast sucks, like I'm not going to put it out, you know, um, but you know, <laughs> so, so but, thanks for coming. Thanks on, for coming yeah. on. But you yeah. better make it worth our while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can stay, stay like that, it's good to have that little little buffer because I, I do the you know one for one now so i record it on wednesday it goes out monday like that's literally what happens so um but it works out and i keep fucking every time we try to end this i keep saying something so um no you're good <laughs> yeah but i'll yeah i'll definitely listen man like i said you guys um uh even if you schedule something out for mine and like say something like just to book it and you're like hey shit i can't do it whatever that's fine or if something happens i, I do things uh, different nights too so um, you guys are more than welcome to come on whenever and like I said I'll I'll definitely come back on man just just let me know well thanks bro we All appreciate right. your time yeah. and uh, we'll catch you again soon